if you serve in law enforcement, would you stand so that we could honor you? We also have a member of this church, Sheriff, or Constable, I'm sorry, Chief Troy Dunlap of Shenandoah, and he's an incredible guy. I don't know if he's in the room, but um, he's, he's serving right now. Grateful for everyone that's, that's involved in law enforcement. Again, thank you for being here. We are here because we want to do a couple of things by doing this event. We want to raise money for the 100 Club for families of slain police officers, and you can do that right out there in the foyer. There's a couple of different ways to give. We also, as again, we want to celebrate our law enforcement, and we want to pray for our country. It's so important that we come together and pray. Second Chronicles 7.14 uh, talks about when you humble yourselves and pray and seek God's face and turn from your wicked ways, God will hear from heaven and heal our land. That's what we need in this country is healing. We have so many things going on in this country, and we need to pray for our country. And we are three days away from early voting, and so we want this law enforcement issue, law and order, to be a reason why people turn out to vote and make sure that we vote for candidates that support our law enforcement and, and support a law and order platform. Am I right? The national media has been absolutely terrible when it comes to law enforcement. They're just posting clickbait so that people click on it. Terrible headlines that are fallacious, untrue, and they're doing this because they are a business. They wanna make profits, and that's, I guess, what sells. But the unfortunate part of this is, is that obviously what happened with George Floyd was terrible. I think every police officer, mostly every police officer, law enforcement officer in the country would agree that that was terrible. Um, I'll say this though, supporting black lives and supporting law enforcement are not mutually exclusive. You can do both. We've got to support our law enforcement that keeps us safe in this country because they should not pay for the sins uh, or the mistakes of a very few. I, you know, there are some 800,000 police officers around the country and it's not fair, again, that they pay for the mistakes of a few. I'll give you an example. If, if we were looking at it from the perspective of all of the malpractice that happens with doctors, and we love our doctors, we're thankful for all of the work that they've done during the pandemic, am I right? Yes. But wouldn't it be an absurd assertion, because there are 250,000 cases of malpractice per year, that we would say that doctors are murderers and we never want to see one again? People would look at you like you're crazy. And yet, that's what they're doing to the police. That's what they're doing to law enforcement. These are excellent men of high caliber that work incredibly hard. And when they go out, I don't know if you've ever patrolled with one, but when they go out, they're always on. And, and their, their jobs are very intense and stressful. And I would like to see some of the people that are criticizing them do their job for a day. See how long they last and how good they do. I spoke with Officer Joe Gamaldi. He's president of the Houston Police Officers Union, and he's also um, the fraternal, uh, fr uh, fraternal police order 
vice president of the entire nation, and he's an incredible guy. And he was talking about this very subject. He said, the morale has never been lower than it is right now amongst police and law enforcement. It's incredibly sad. There's people that would want to do this job normally, and, and if they're young, they're finding other things to do. There are people that are, are quitting early. It's hard for people to want to take this job in, in this type of an environment and climate right now. And people like him, he's been serving for 15 years. Um, he's just buying his time, he says. And so they're in a very tough spot, and they need our prayers, and again, they need our support. Um, violence against police is through the roof. There have been over 200, 000, or 200 police officers shot this year in this country, and it's up 32% from 2018 and up 10% from 2019. That's an astronomical number. Well, and, you know, we've got to, we've got to pray for them. It's, it's incredible what they have to go through, and it, it's going to take prayer. And it's, and it's also going to take understanding the facts. And when we talk to people and when we see people that are criticizing our law enforcement, we need to stick up for them. We need to stand up for them, whether it be on social media. We need to do it in a polite way. And when I say we need to fight for our ideas, I don't mean like a civil war. I mean, we're happy warriors, as Ronald Reagan referred to us as happy warriors. That means you fight people with a smile on your face. And, and you stand up for your ideals. And you stand up for truth and your ideas. And you're kind and you're good and you're loving but you do it with a smile on your face. And you don't call people ad hominems. You don't call people names. You're good to people. And you do what's right. And when you stand up for what's right, people will take notice of it. And stand up for truth that way and be happy warriors. And when people are, are when you're in a tough spot and you see people saying bad things about police officers, you'll know what to do then. You'll know what to do then because you'll go about it the right way. And maybe there isn't always something right you can do, but just walk away. But in other cases, there's a time to take a stand. And I think now more than ever, we need to take a stand. Am I right? <laughs> what police officers go through is a microcosm of what's going on in this country. Because America is under assault. And our idea of America has never been more under assault than it is right now. It used to be that Republicans and Democrats at least agreed that this was a great and exceptional nation. They just had different ideas about making it better. Unfortunately, we're looking at a side now that says that America is systemically racist and there's nothing good about America and it needs to be torn down to size. And we, ha we have another side that's saying America is not perfect. America has never been perfect, but if we live up to the ideals in the Constitution that all men are created equal and we have the opportunity for life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, if we live up to our own ideals that our founding fathers talked about, then we can truly be the greatest nation in the world, and we already are. No nation is without sin. Every nation has made mistakes, but our nation more times than right more times than not, has gotten it right. And we've spread freedom and democracy throughout the world. We've been liberators. We've helped countries all throughout the world. And God has used our nation. Ronald Reagan referred to America as that shining city on a hill. America is blessed by God to be a blessing.
if the left can convince you that America is evil and that it's systemically racist, then they can convince you that we need a revolution it needs to be taken down. It's no wonder why the radical left is burning down entire cities, destroying small businesses, tearing down statues, and attacking police officers. Look at what they're doing in these cities. And if you think for one second that that can't come here and just say, well, that's, that's way over there in another part of the country. That's, that's in New York. That's in Portland. That's, that's in other places. That's not here. Don't kid yourself. The radical left, these are the same people that want to take away your guns. They want to open up the borders. And now they want to defund the police. That is a recipe for chaos. We've got to stand up for our American way of life. And I am so confident in the men and women in this room that we can do that. I'm optimistic about this country, and I'm optimistic about this election, actually, because I know that we can make the difference. I know it's not just prayer, but it, prayer makes a difference. That makes a difference, and, and we're in a church, and we chose a church because we are a people that prays, but also we've got to get to work, and we've got to do the hard work in the next couple of days to make sure that we turn out and support all the candidates that support law and order. And peaceful protesting, I think we can all agree with that. What they're describing, though, these peaceful protesters, so-called peaceful protesters, when they're literally burning buildings behind you, and CNN had this headline, peaceful protesting, and everything's burning behind them. You know, there's a business that had Black Lives Matter on it. That didn't save them. They still burned that place down. You know... It is anyone's right to protest, but it is not your right to loot and riot. <laughs> Radical leftists like Antifa and BLM Inc., they're doing terrible things all across the country. And we need to call them what they actually are, domestic terrorists. You know, you look at Portland, and they tried, they, that's been going on for 100 days, even more now. And they were trying to blame the federal law enforcement people there for everything that was going on. You know, Antifa could have protested anywhere. They could have rioted and looted anywhere. But they're looking for conflicts with our law enforcement. That's what they're looking for. They want to get in fights. That's what they're trained to do. And we've got to stand up. We've really, really got to stand up. In cities like New York, murder is up over 30% after they cut a billion dollars from the police budget. In Austin, murder is up 63%, and crime is through the roof. When you look at Minneapolis, they said it was white privilege to be able to call police whenever someone is robbing you. That's white privilege. Let me ask you a question. They're talking about now replacing police with social workers. <laughs> now, I want to ask the left a question. So 
when someone comes after you, after they disarm and dismantle the police because they're defunded, and someone sticks a gun to your face, and you can't fight back because you don't own a gun, who are you going to call? <laughs> that was too easy. I did not expect people to say Ghostbusters. Man, there's, that is old school. Wow. Wow. Man, you guys took me way back. I did not expect that. I was so serious, and you guys just made a joke. That was funny. <laughs> wow, that was funny. <laughs> I don't even know where I go from that. I honestly, <laughs> yeah. So we've we've got a lot of work to do in this next election. A recent Pew Research poll showed that 73% of Americans wanted their police budget to stay the same or increase. A recent Quinnipiac poll showed that 81% of people didn't want their police departments defunded. They don't have the support of the voters, y'all. A recent Gallup poll showed that 82% of black Americans wanted the same amount of police officers in their neighborhood, and they actually wanted more. They want safer places to live, just like everyone else. I have been down to the border, and I've seen what's going on there. I've, I've done a tour with um, the head of the Border Patrol Union down there, and it was an incredible experience. And I know from experience that Laredo, where I was staying for a while, and then I went to McAllen and Brownsville, a lot of these areas, especially where there's no fencing or wall, aren't safe. And so people come through, and, and, and the ones that commit crimes, they're caught, captured, and released back into their country, and they come right back. And, and if you think that's not going to happen in San Antonio or Dallas or Austin, you're dreaming. We've, we've got to secure our borders. That's a part of this formula of, of keeping America safe. Uh, but the left is working on the exact opposite. George Soros is funding DAs in major cities throughout the country that are letting violent repeat felons off with sweetheart deals. If someone puts a gun to someone's face and, and wants to rob them, they should get at least 20 years. So they're letting out violent felons, but in states like California where they're unconstitutionally locked down, pastors like John MacArthur are being threatened to go to jail. That's up, this is an alternate universe. So they want to replace Violent felons with pastors. That, that's really what this world is coming to. It's, it's incredible. And, and you look at what happened with Mark and Patricia McCloskey. Remember the couple that tried to defend their house? So a violent mob broke their neighborhood gate in a private neighborhood and came down there protesting there in St. Louis. And they wanted to defend their home because they were being threatened. You had, they had, they had um, a dog. They said they're going to kill their dog. They're going to kill them. And they said they're going to burn down their house. And so they naturally got their guns and wanted to defend themselves. Well, the, 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 you know, the, the, the judge there indicted them for defending their own property. What would have happened if they didn't have guns? If you, I mean, I don't know if you've watched some of the things that are going on around in other parts of the country. That's exactly what happens if you don't have the weaponry to defend yourself. 
Nancy Pelosi has called Texas has called Texas ground zero. Ground zero. And they're doing everything that they can to turn Texas blue. There isn't a roadmap to victory without Texas. We've got to do everything that we can to defend Texas because that's 38 electoral college votes. We've got to do everything that we possibly can in this next election between now and November 3rd to defend Texas like never before. We've got to fight with all we've got. We've got to be happy warriors. We've got to go to places like churches. We've got to get our family. We've got to get our kids. We've got to get our friends. We've got to get everyone that we know to turn out and support candidates that will support a law and order platform. We've got to do everything that we can to preserve our union because as Texas goes, so goes the nation. And in closing, I, I want to remind you that law enforcement, they have very difficult jobs. Very, very difficult jobs. So when you see them, take them to Joe's Italian Restaurant. <laughs> Buy them a meal. And get involved with what Joe is doing, by the way. He's doing incredible things for law enforcement all throughout the state. Not just Conroe, but all throughout the state. It's really incredible to watch. Um, but do something that shows them gratitude. Thank them. They've got very difficult jobs. They spend time away from their family and their kids. Many of them, they're just trying to get home and stay alive so that they can get home. So thank them. And they do so many other things, too. They have so many different uh, services that they provide to people that nobody knows about. So thank them. And remember what Ronald Reagan said, that freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. And again, I'll, I'll remind you to fight harder than you've ever fought before. We've got to go everywhere and anywhere where people will listen. This next election matters. So go vote. And never, ever give up. I, I, I want to convey again that this was a serious talk that I gave, but I believe in America. I believe in the people in this room. And I know that when we put our hearts and our minds together, we can accomplish something really great. And, you know, Ted Cruz, 40% of his election outcome... Montgomery County is one of the fastest growing counties in Texas. It's already the, one of the 18 biggest in Texas. We were 40% of Ted Cruz's margin of victory then. And I know, and I know that if we put our hearts and minds together and to, if we do the best that we can to accomplish something, then we can really make the difference. So God bless you. God bless Texas. Let's, let's. Let's make the difference. Thank you. Thank you so much.